Howdy, folks. This here is the wild side of life with Caden Fowler. I think this is episode three. I'm not too sure. But I'm sitting out here on the porch drinking a nice cup of tea. Those of you in my inner circle probably know what else I'm doing. Um, <clears throat> but today, we're going to be uh, talking about the gay community. And hell, don't get me started. So, let me tell you, I was just thinking, you know, because it's been a while since I've had a good podcast. Let me get a drink. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's some good tea. And I got some crunchy ice with me, too. But let me tell you. Um, so throughout my endeavors involving men, be that good or bad, every time I'm always the one who is sitting here thinking, God, is everything with these men about sex? These damn gays are all about sex, sex and sexual encounters. That's all they want. You'll start talking to them. You'll say, oh, you're cute. Or, oh nice eyebrows or whatever and they say let me see your penis Uh, are you real are you for real that is so ignorant like i can't explain it to y'all it is so bad the gay community is all about sex well with men anyways i don't know about the lesbians or not but it's bad and you know, I've been getting on Tinder lately. And let me th- it's not been successful at all. Quite frankly, I've met hundreds of men. I have probably I've literally I have 2000 open matches or my bad, unopened matches who have yet to respond to. I have not responded to them yet. And you know, they're all very attractive in my opinion. I mean, why else would I match with them? But, hold on, let me get a drink. They're all very attractive. And every damn one that I find very attractive, I'm like, oh, this guy's my type. Oh, my God, he is, you know. He's got nice blonde hair, bulky muscles, etc. I'll get on there and damned if... We'll start talking and he's like, are you a top or a bottom? I'm like, well, shit, everything's about sex. It's like the first question they ask is, you know, who's going to be who? Uh, Are you kidding me? But let's continue with that. I think in the gay community that there's a lot of issues, you know, involving social skills and social availability. A lot of guys think that just because that, you know, they feel alone that they need to stay that way. I don't understand it. They want to, I guess, put up a shield and say that they have problems and that they push people away. A lot of people do that. And I think that's because they don't want to go through the trouble or, you know, have to figure out how to maintain a stable and healthy relationship, if you know what I mean. And, I mean, it's it's kind of, it's whack, but to be quite honest... I've never had any success in the gay community relationship-wise. I mean, I've probably my longest relationship 
with the guy has probably been around maybe a week, two, three. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, it depends on what you call a relationship. A lot of it for a lot of gay people that I know is over the phone. They really, they hardly ever see each other. And when they do, it's all about sex. They never go do anything together. They just want it to be about sex. It is, it is ignorant. And, uh, yes. And that's just one thing about the gay community we're going to talk about today. And keep in mind, if y'all do have questions, please, um, yes, please feel free to email me at fowlercaden120 at gmail.com. Or feel free to uh, direct message me on Instagram or Facebook, Caden Fowler. Or you could even, if you have my Snapchat, Snapchat me and give me some pointers on what to talk about. But there's also, you know, uh, forwarding from that, I'm going to say that there's a lot more to talk about the gay community. But the sexual aspect of it is the most important because that's all people want to do. Every single experience I've had, let's, for instance... I was talking, like, not even a relationship, not nothing fancy or romantic. I was just talking to this guy who was also gay or bisexual, whatever he was. And, you know, he would kind of mosey around it. He would mosey around the fact that all he wanted was sex, and he would avoid any confrontation with me asking him. If I would go, oh, so is that all you want or is you know are you going to try to actually accomplish something relationship wise and he would change subject and for four weeks he did that and that was before I had the nerve or before I had the balls I guess you could say to just tell him to shut up and block him you know but anyways aside from that God, we have a lot of problems in our community I promise next I think we're going to talk about, you know, the judgment and the the fact that if you don't look a certain way or if you don't have a certain height or any of these types of like physical traits that you cannot help. You know, if you're not tall enough, if your voice isn't deep enough, if you're not uh, thin enough or if you don't have enough muscle, you're all of a sudden no longer worthy of, you know, I guess somebody else and it's so ignorant it is so ignorant I mean I really just want to snap and pop off but my dear friend Meg Mobley would not approve and let me just tell you that every single time I've ever came across somebody who has on their profile or has you know on their preference uh, feminine or masculine or muscle or skinny Every time I come across people like that, I just immediately think, oh my God, how self-centered and how picky. I mean, if you're going to sit here and try to tell me that you don't think that the somebody's worthy of your attention just because the way that they're built. If you're going to think that, I think that's very inconsiderate and rude. I mean, that is very rude. Me personally, I have a type, but I don't make it personal. You know, I don't put it out there and make people feel bad about it. And to be quite honest, uh, it's 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 really bad for people with you know mental health issues too. Because what about the people with you know insecurities? I mean, that only makes it worse. And as many of you do know, in the gay community, there is a lot of insecurity. 
and it's just it's never gonna stop it really I don't think it is because there's so many people out there like that there are so many people out there that have so many insecurities that are constantly faced with everyday challenges such as getting the, or mustering up the nerve to even confront them you know people usually they try to you know get over their insecurities and you know make it to where they're no longer self-aware of those and they try to push forward and get over that but the minute they get on these dating apps or the minute that they meet anybody that's gay it's automatically just right there in their face because it's it's uncontrollable but that's another thing and I didn't write this stuff down on damn note cards so if I'm all over the place just bear with me here um And another thing, I don't know, like, see, that's my, I've got to see, let me think, let me think here. We got uh, sexual crap, everybody's obsessed with sex, I don't know why, everybody's just a damn fanatic, and they're, what do they call those people, nymphomaniacs, everybody's a damn nymphomaniac on Tinder, everybody's a damn self-centered fascist on Tinder, so far, uh, and if you are one of those good ones, don't take offense to this, um, <clears throat> Everybody's, you know, has got insecurities and everybody likes to, you know, make other people feel insecure on Tinder and in the gay community. And all this revolves around the gay community, by the way. And everybody, you know, they have they have preferences to literally things other people can't control, which, you know, that's just dating. Like, I would prefer someone who is not sensitive because my sense of humor is out there. So, mm hmm. I don't know if I'm one of the bad guys or the good guys. You tell me. So. Y'all, this is crazy to me because I really did have my whole conversation planned out. And when I get to talking, you know how I am. When I just. (laughs) When I get to talking, I just start to talking and I don't stop. I tell you what. (sighs) We're going to take a 30 second ad break to shout out Olivia Bolin, who has sponsored this episode. Uh, She's a good friend of mine and a, you know, aspiring musician. And I think she's going to be a music lawyer, whatever, I think. But a great shout out to her for giving me the idea to start up another episode of this podcast. And um, I really do appreciate the support I've gotten from her and among many other people. I do appreciate that. Okay, step two. Or I guess you could call it chapter two of this episode. Oh, God. And chapter two, I think I want to discuss. Yes, I th- mm, hold on. Bear with me. Okay, so that's just ignorant. That is so ignorant. I'm going to discuss how gay people interact with each other over social media and why it's it's sickening. And, you know, I already talked about that, and I guess you could call it the first chapter. But I'm going to continue, you know, with this. And most people, you know, most people on Tinder, whenever you match, they say, hit me up with your best pickup line. And, oh, my God. Those people, I just want to punch them. I just want to hit them in the face. I'm not a violent person. I'm genuinely not a violent person. And some could even say I'm a nice person. But when I see people that do that, I'm like, that is so ignorant. That is so annoying 
It's like, okay, I match with you. I think you're attractive and I want to try something. I want to shoot my shot with you, but I'm not going to do it if you don't have a cute pickup line. Like, what the hell? Oh, my God. You know what? The only pickup line I know is, do you have a Band-Aid? Because I scraped my knee falling for you. That's it. Give me a second, guys. I'm going to give a shout-out to Meg Mobley. Oh, I know what I could talk about. Also, and oh, by the way, this these podcasts are just completely random. I just, I talk, I say what's on my mind. Um, so, uh, let me tell you. I was just in South Carolina, and I was just visiting my aunt, and she had a little art exhibit going up. And I went and visited my grandmother as well. We all talked, had a good time, partied a little. Um, but when I was there, I was talking to my grandmother, and I, we were talking about why I, had, why I chose to go to LSU. And for those of you who don't know, um, I completely dropped and switched up. Like, I was going to go to Murray, but I switched it to LSU. Um, and we were talking, and she was like, she was telling me how all the men down in Louisiana were fine, and God, was she right. Oh, my God. I get on Tinder one day, put my location in Baton Rouge, and it's like, you're going to you gonna have to kidnap me and chain me to a brick wall to get me not to go to LSU. The men there are fine. And on top of that, it's just a really beautiful city. But you know what? I'm scared to even try it. I'm scared to even try a relationship anywhere because of chapter one, what I was telling you about. All the, oh, all that ignorance on social media and in the gay community. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's fair to say that it's not easy being gay. It's not easy dating in the gay community. For one thing, it's not. I mean, it's really not easy, and it's not like it should be. You know, I was raised, you know, that on a date, you're supposed to go out, be with that person, and pay for their dinner, or pay for whatever you do, and treat them with respect, even if you don't find them, you know, even if you don't see something in them, you still treat them with respect. Ugh. And you don't ask them for nudes and you don't try to be sexual with them or do anything inappropriate that makes them feel uncomfortable, which I have been in those positions every single time I talk to a guy that is in the gay community. I get really uncomfortable sometimes because all they want is sex. But like I'm saying, I was raised to treat people with respect when you're on a date and anywhere, really. And quite frankly, I, I see too little of that in the community. And it's it's sad, but I think it's just another challenge with everybody in there. So that's what's been on my mind today, part one, because I've also been thinking about other stuff. Like I was listening to some 60s country, you know, some Marty Robbins. Oh, Marty. Oh, he is so cute. Oh, my God. Marty Robbins. He he is so good. He. Um, and one of his songs, he said, don't worry, it's, don't worry, but, oh, he get the notes. He is so good. I love Marty Robbins. And I like Hank Williams. Loretta Lynn. Mm, Loretta Lynn, she's so good. Patsy Cline, now, crazy. 
Yes, that song right there is my theme song. Crazy for feeling. Yes, that woman, she has spoke her mind, and she, I tell you, that's how I feel. That is really how I feel. I feel crazy as hell because <clears throat> I told you how it was in the beginning episodes of this whole series. Uh, it is a red, dusty hell down here, and I feel like I'm going crazy stuck in this area, which is why I need to get to LSU. Oh, my God. But I uh, like Patsy Cline, uh, Willie Nelson. Yes. Oh, my God. I just love old country music. This new age country is not country. I'll put that out there as well. Um, But, yes, other things that have been on my mind today. I've been out on the porch drinking my tea, listening to old country music, because last night, you know, I had something go down at the grocery store here down in Carburg, Missouri. So, I'll tell y'all about that. Actually, oh my God, I thought I was going to jail. <laughs> um, the police were called. The police were called. Um, I went down to the grocery store and I was, you know, back there to the meat department and giggling. I was just giggling around. Um, mess- I was just talking to one of my friends who works back there. And we was laughing and having a good time talking just joking around and all of a sudden this woman looks at me and what is it I look back at her and I noticed that she was staring at me so I just stopped laughing instantly because I find that so rude staring and you could tell she was staring at me because you know once I entered the room all eyes are on me so uh, <clears throat> but anyways you could tell she was staring so I turned straight face and I looked at her because she was staring at me and, and it wasn't necessarily a pleasant look Anyway, so I walk up back up at the front. I got done giggling and everything. Went to go purchase my my gross my groceries, etc. and my products. And uh all of a sudden an employee approaches me. She says, "How old are you?" And here I am thinking I'm like, "Damn, another person wants to date." No. She asked me how old I was. I was like, "18, why?" And she goes, "Somebody back there wants to fight." And I was like, mm, hmm? "Are you are you for real?" I asked I asked her if she's for real. And she said, "Yeah." I was like, where's she at? I, I, you know, I was like, oh, God. And I'm not going to say any names to, you know, protect and respect people's privacy. But I asked her, I asked that employee who had approached me, I said, why does she want to fight? And she said that I had given her a dirty look. So, good Lord, I went up there and I, you know, my grandfather, he had asked me, what had happened and those of you who know my grandfather know that he does not play around and he does not like stuff like that and so i told him what had just happened and he went back there oh and he raised high hill i mean hell froze over that day oh my god <clears throat> he went back there and i was so embarrassed i was like oh my god we have got to leave grandpa he went back there and told her that this has to stop right now because an employee shouldn't be telling, a uh, you know, another customer that they want to fight them because of a sad, dirty look, you know. Like, are you kidding me? Ugh. And so, anyways, and she, you know, she took that as harassment or whatever, whoever it was, whichever employee. And so, she had her husband and she had called the police and they came and they were just talking it's, oh, my God, it was a long ordeal. <sighs> you know, these types of things make my blood high. I have high blood as it is. But my blood was burling whenever that cop was called. That's, nobody broke the damn law. But whatever. 
What do I know? Probably nothing. Hell. And I wasn't disrespectful. I just wasn't pleasant and I wasn't pleased with the way that lady was staring at me. Like, are you kidding? Mm -mm. Oh, but get this. When we went back there to ask her why she wanted to fight and everything, she had said that she had said no such thing. I'm like, why else would you want to ask my age? Because you got a husband. It's like, uh, you want to. Good Lord. I guess people think I'm stupid. But no. Uh, just another day down here in the boot hill and literally nothing to do. And people just always want to start stuff because they're bored. Me, I get out on the porch and make bullshit podcast. Which I find funny, by the way. I love my podcast series. <laughs> oh, I love them. Oh, God. Cannot get enough of them. But I need new ideas. People got... People, you have got to text me. You have got to tell me and email me and inform me. You have got to tell me. The the phone's ringing and my dog's in there losing his mind. (laughs) Can y'all hear that? (laughs) Oh, God. Just another day here. And you know what? Uh, Another ad break here at the end. I want to support and thank everybody who has listened to this podcast. You would have not made it possible. And really, if I had less than a thousand listeners, I wouldn't be wanting to do it. I wouldn't want to uh, even make them anymore. So whoever y'all are, because it doesn't show me the names of people who listen. But I love y'all. And um, I am so glad that y'all are proactively listening because this is my life. You know, this is like walking into my life. You know, once you turn that podcast on, you get in your car, you plug it in and you start listening, you are opening the door to my world. And I think that is an excellent ordeal because not everybody gets to see the world through my eyes. And trust me, it's like looking through a damn kaleidoscope. Oh, it is a trip. I tell you what, because not every day you get to go arguing with people and almost go to jail. Not every day you... (laughs) (laughs) whatever but no I do so much appreciate it but today I'm going to be sponsoring uh, Olivia Bolin yes give her a follow and a like on whatever social media she has if you know her Uh, I'm also going to be sponsoring Ivy's Bar and Sometimes Grill in Carburg, Missouri they have just got a beer garden so make sure you go out there and sit by the bonfire and get you a nice cold beer and enjoy the show because at some point they're going to have live music Yes. All right. That concludes today's episode. I thank you and appreciate y'all.